And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy, Happy Friday. Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. Made it through another week. It feels good, How's huh? It been? It's been good. Yeah. yeah. Good wrap up for the week. I think so. Well, We're only getting started. Early in Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's level with that. <laughs> One uh, step at a time. That's right. Let's jump into our keyword news portion. As always, we're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for our listeners. And this is our first pick of the day. Economic policy. The Yun Song-yeol administration has unveiled a blueprint for his economic policies for the next five years. Rely on free market, create a more business-friendly environment. That seems to be the gist of it, but there's a lot to make sense of here. So run us through the main points of the plan. Yeah, so the overall gist is basically centered on the private sector, kind of yeah. nurturing or boosting that private sector-led growth. Uh, this all comes uh, amid kind of worrying economic signs. The government, for one, lowered its... Uh, uh, this year's economic growth outlook to 2.6%. That's down from 3.1% uh, that was predicted in December. Inflation uh, outlook also at a 14-year high, 4.7% as well, um, more than double the the previous estimate. Uh, now, the economic policy roadmap centers on deregulation and tax cuts uh, in a bid to support the economic growth, uh, as I said, led by the private sector. Uh, the plan comes amid concerns over the stagflation as well, this mix of slowing growth and high inflation. Um, the government will cut maximum corporate taxes from 25 to 22 percent uh, in a bid to boost corporate investment and job creation. Uh, it also plans to offer broader tax incentives for investments in innovative sectors such as uh, semiconductors, mm. one of the key areas in which the, the government is trying to boost. Mm. Um, the policy roadmap also centers on uh, what it's calling bold deregulation aimed at removing red tape and maximizing creativity in the market. Um, in order to facilitate growth in the capital market, the government will postpone taxation on capital gains from stock transfers for two years while also reducing taxes on stock transactions. They're basically trying to get more people uh, into the stock market and more incentives for people to actually trade in the mm. stock market as well. Yeah. Uh, authorities also plan to supply, in terms of the real estate policies, more than two and a half million houses while easing tax burden on real estate holdings. Uh, First-time home buyers, for example, will be able to take out loans of up to 600 million won. That's a sizable increase from the current 400 million won. Um, there's been a lot of uh, restrictions and uh, strict lending rules under the Moon administration, something that the unit government is trying to reverse mm. or alleviate anyway to some extent. Um, upgrading economic fundamentals via structural reform is also another area of the roadmap as well. Uh, the government plans to revamp the public sector, not just the private sector, uh, as well as the state pension fund. Other areas subject to reform includes the labour market and education. The government also wants to strengthen the social safety net, uh, expand window of opportunities for work, so basically in terms of the labour market, mm -hmm. upgrade welfare systems and promote balanced regional development, so basically spreading wealth across the nation, not just centered around the capital region. Right. Um, and other possibilities include increasing parental leave, uh, extending the period of parental leave and extending the retirement age as well. Uh, as for inflation, the government believes consumer prices may start to ease from the fourth quarter this mm. year. So 
that far off, but uh, of course there's a load of geopolitical issues that may hinder that easing, so we'll have to wait and see. It is a very thorough and comprehensive blueprint, but keep in mind it's just a blueprint, right? I mean, the, the thing about alleviating these tax burdens and allowing free market to run its course, it has its benefits. Yes, it drives innovation, but the flip side of that is without collecting as much taxes or even more, how do they plan to actually execute these other proposed plans, right? I mean, it sounds great on paper. We'll have to keep tabs on how this plans out. Right. There's a lot of uh, cooperation that's needed uh, both sides of the aisle in terms of politically and the National Assembly as well. So, yes, it is just a roadmap, a detailed one at that. But I've overly summarized uh, Mm. the plan. But, uh, yeah, the main focus is... Uh, easing red tape, reform, basically a, a load of reversals of the Moon administration's policies yeah. and uh, ease taxes and boosting the private sector is basically the gist of it. That's right. On a related note, this is our second keyword of the day. Overhaul economy. President Yoon Sung-yeol made various pledges while the economy po- uh, policy roadmap was uh, being announced. So what did he have to say? Right. So he said Korea's economy faces what he called a grave challenge. And he stressed that the government will overhaul the country's economy to become more market oriented. Uh, And he also stressed the need to solve the chronic issues of low growth and polarization in the country by growing the economy swiftly while overcoming the current crisis in people's livelihoods. Uh, To overcome the crisis, you said the country should put the private sector and the markets in the driver's seat. Uh, basically giving them more freedom. And now he vowed to improve systems and regulations that undermine the competitiveness of businesses and dampen entrepreneurship. Uh, He emphasized that the government's role is to foster new industries as well as talent as well. Uh, There's been a slew of uh, policies and uh, plans for nurturing a load of talent uh, as well uh, since Yoon took office. And he also promised actions against unfair practices that disrupt the market's order in accordance with laws and principles. He also noted that structural problems in Korean society should be addressed to reverse the current stagflation trend. Mm -hmm. And he also touched upon the issues of labor, education and pension reform, saying he will not ignore the structural issues of Korean society. So this is all basically the same as the economic policy roadmap Mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, outlined in the first keyword. It seems that because we'd like to blame the pandemic for slow growth, but it had been happening even prior to the pandemic, too, from what I understand. And now it seems that we have to address fundamental difficulties. It's tough because uh, from both aisles of, as you've said, political sectors, they have different agendas. Do we meet in the middle? Isn't that the aim? We'll have to see. It just always sounds so idealistic on paper. And then we get to it and it's tough every time. Yeah, There's always always been this. Yeah, it's a chronic issue because, yes, there's been such a low growth, uh, low birth rates, aging population. They've been chronic issues that have uh, been a thorn in many administrations' sides, and there seems to be no simple solution to them. So, Mm. yes, we can all make promises and vow to resolve it. How the UN administration will go about doing that, Mm. uh, we'll have to wait and see. All right, and on to our third keyword of the day. Concrete cooperation measures. So Foreign Minister Park Jin has wrapped up his visit to the U.S. and he's returned home. Uh, what came out of his trip to Washington? He certainly did meet a lot of people. That's right. He was very busy in uh, Washington meeting a load of officials there. And he told reporters uh, upon his arrival back home that Seoul and Washington have come up with concrete cooperation measures for future development of their alliance. And he said a range of issues were discussed, of course, North Korea being one of them. 
as well as the bilateral alliance uh, expanding the supply chain as well as security and practical cooperation. He said the strengthening of the alliance gained momentum, especially after the UN-Biden summit that happened mm. last month. Mm. Uh, and in Washington, Park held bilateral talks with his US counterpart, Anthony Blinken, as well as the Energy Secretary, uh, Jennifer Granham. Uh, during his meeting with Blinken, the two sides agreed the North Korea issue is the top policy priority for both Seoul and Washington. Uh, Park also suggested during his meeting with the U.S. Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, uh, 2 plus 2 a consultation group uh, that includes the chiefs of commerce and foreign affairs of the two countries. Uh, Raimondo agreed on the need for such a group as well. Uh, after that meeting, Park said Korea has a historic opportunity to become a global pivotal state for trade and critical technologies. And he also said the Allies should deepen their cooperation in the field of nuclear power, particularly overseas nuclear energy plant projects. Mm -hmm. Now, the foreign ministry, meanwhile, said it is working to establish a new department to take charge of diplomacy, promoting Korean interests and trade in science and technology. Uh, now, the ministry already does have a team that handles such affairs, but Park raised the need to kind of expand this team into a a full-fledged department with a mm. larger workforce and more resources so that there's more cooperation with other countries. Uh, supply chain issues has right. been one of the key agendas, especially as of late, uh, especially during uh, the pandemic where supply chain issues uh, has been running rampant. So, um, yeah, expanding cooperation in that kind of field as well has been a top priority for the UN administration and uh, the Biden administration as well. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the quarantine situation at home. Uh, let, this is our fourth keyword of the day. Five plus two quarantine. So that's new, right? The naming of it all and what they're tr planning to do. With eyes on how the government will ease COVID quarantine rules, reports suggest it could shorten the country's quarantine mandate to five days with the additional two as sort of a gentle suggestion. You could call it gentle, whether it will be gentle remains to be seen. It depends on uh, how they go about it. But yes, that is the overall idea of it. Uh, and the go uh, government task force, uh, they have been reportedly discussing uh, the possibility of maybe lifting completely the mandatory quarantine. But there are some concerns being expressed by experts who say that the complete lifting of the mandatory quarantine is still a bit risky at this point, And it could lead to a resurgence of COVID-19 infections. So reports are basically suggesting two options, either keeping the seven-day quarantine mandate for patients or shortening the mandatory period to five days. Uh, so those five days will be mandatory, right. with two extra days being, uh, as you say, possibly gentle or <laughs> strongly recommended. We'll have to see. Okay. Um, now, what to say that since the UN administration had vowed to take heed of experts' opinions, this basically they said this they're going to be uh, responding to the pandemic in a very science-oriented manner. Um, it is unlikely that the government for now would lift the quarantine mandate completely, uh, but nothing has been decided, of course, yet. Uh, the government will announce its decision today, in fact. Uh, and in that announcement, the government is expected to disclose its criteria for lifting the quarantine mandate as well, even if it does not decide to ease that mandate completely this week. And it, uh, the government is also expected to introduce measures to compensate COVID-19 treatment costs as well as patients will be required to pay themselves after the government scraps the quarantine mandate. So 
We won't know any details until that announcement is made later today. All right, keep your eyes peeled for those updates. And finally, on to our last keyword of the day. Yellow Sea Shooting. So the UN administration says there's no evidence that a South Korean fisheries official shot and burned by North Korean troops two years ago intended to defect North Korea. That's an entire reversal of the assessment made by the previous Moon Jae-in administration. Yeah, so this was kind of an assessment. It's a very delicate issue, but it was kind of an assessment that was bound to come even before uh, or when Yoon was elected president. And uh, lo and behold, uh, such an assessment has come. And the killing of the fisheries official has kind of been a major source of domestic divide here in South Korea. Uh, Conservatives have accused then-President Moon Jae-in of kind of failing to strongly respond to North Korea in kind of the hopes of better ties. Uh, with the North. Now, about a week after his killing, the Moon administration and its officials announced the man had gambling debts and swam to resettle uh, in the North, basically saying he was trying to uh, defect to the North. Um, Now, the officials' relatives and the People Power Party questioned those conclusions, Mm -hmm. and they called for the release of confidential information on the death, which the Moon administration had refused to disclose, in fact. Uh, disclosing those documents was kind of a campaign promise by Yoon sung Yo. Uh, yesterday, Coast Guard and Defence Ministry officials said they haven't found any evidence showing the official attempted to defect at all to North Korea voluntarily. Uh, Ministry official Yoon Young-jin said that causing public confusion by suspecting the official tried to d- d- defect and failing to fully disclose related information to the people was regrettable. Mm. Um, And last November, the Seoul Administrative Court ordered the Blue House National Security Office and the Coast Guard to uh, disclose classified information um, on the killing. Uh, But the agencies appealed the ruling, and Mm. the case is actually pending in the Seoul High Court. Now, yesterday, the UN administration's NSO uh, withdrew the appeal, Um, However, the NSO said the uh, relevant classified documents already have been transferred to presidential records, and so it will be difficult at the current time to disclose information managed by the NSO about the previous administration. Um, It's a very delicate process of what can be disclosed and what cannot. Uh, The official's family, though, said in a statement that they will continue to take legal action to access these presidential Mm. um, records. Once they are archived as presidential records, it is quite hard for them to become public. But uh, various court rulings uh, have reversed such um, uh, policies and rules before. So we'll have to wait and see what develops in terms of this case. Thank you so much, Aram, for all the detailed updates. Have a safe weekend. You too. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.